Audioversity, the voice of Reichman University. The Baseline, stories from the court with Jonathan Rears and Mayor Cohen. Welcome back to The Baseline. Today is Sunday, May 28th. I'm sitting here with my good friend John Rears, who was up real early this morning, 6 a.m. Let's get a reaction. Yeah, man. Dude, I went to my friend's room, also from Boston. We're up, it's like 5.30 a.m., and we have a 10-point solid cushion with like three minutes left. Game six. And fucking these bench undrafted players hit a couple threes, and all of a sudden, Jimmy Butler gets fouled at the three, and we're down one with three seconds left. Marcus Smart chucks up a prayer, and the man, the legend, Derek White, just puts it in and me and Ben, my friend from Boston, just start jumping. The excitement, huge. So glad to stay up until 6 a.m. after watching my team lose the first three. It was pain, pain, pain. <laughs> and finally, finally, we're at game seven in Boston. I say Celtics in seven. This is it. I mean, the only other time in professional sports had a team in the in the four American sports has a team ever come back from down 3-0. It's, Boston, the, it's the Red Sox. And Boston, I think baby. it's 0-4, but I could be wrong versus Don't the Yankees. Don't let us get one. Don't, Don't let us get one. <laughs> and then now we're here and we see a Southeast Seat series where we saw the Heat go up 3-0. And it was a very intense game last night. I personally thought the Heat had it the whole way. I didn't stay up, but I did put on the highlights first thing in the morning. And I couldn't find a replay of the last second bucket. I mean, if you're listening to this, uh, last night was obviously game six. As we're talking about, Derek White had an amazing last second play. But uh, for me, I wasn't staying up at six o'clock in the morning. My, my Milwaukee Bucks got eliminated by the Heat, which obviously we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I'm sure as a Celtics fan, it was pretty exhilarating and, and worth the stay up. Now there's one more obstacle, and that's uh, Game 7. Which game is 7. We're back in Boston. Back in Boston. 3.30 in the morning for us. I'm pretty excited. I don't know. I said if we win Game 6, we're taking Game 7. Game 6, I think, was the overlying factor. Right. In Miami. In Miami. They have been dominant. All playoffs. They have. They've been very good at home. Let's talk about that. Right. The Heat, eighth seed. Right. Playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Exactly. Let's work backwards a little bit, right? This is an amazing series, obviously, we have between the Celtics and Heat. First three go to the Heat. Celtics managed to win game four in Miami, managed to win game five back in Boston. And four and five were actually both not particularly close games. And then game six came down to the wire. But let's back up a little, as we just said, and talk about the Miami Heat, who as a whole have been a big surprise this postseason. Last year, we saw them as a number one seed. And we saw them advance all the way, obviously, um, to the Eastern Conference Finals where they lost to the Celtics. And this year was a little bit of a flip of the script. Um, You see the eighth seed Heat. First of all, let's just talk about the first round, beating my Bucks. You know, it was, was tough for you. a very tough series. We've always had problems with the Heat. Um, as a fan of the Bucks, we, I remember I can go back. We lost to the Raptors that one year in the conference finals. We lost to the Celtics in seven, um, I believe, that one crazy year. The year we won the title, we actually beat the Celtics, I believe. And the entire process for me watching that series was so frustrating watching Giannis go down with that injury in game in game one. He decides not to play game two, which led to the Heat going up 2-0 in the series right. and really, really screwed us. They won the first two games in Milwaukee. So 
Do you think that this was Giannis's decision, or I'll, I'll have to be honest with you. I think that the recent, like the regular season success that we had against the Heat in particular, I think as a coaching staff, they made the decision to let Giannis rest. Like I think mm-hmm. that if that was Game Seven when Giannis was coming off that back injury, there is no question in my mind he would have played. Like he would have played. And let's talk about this. So this is a coach's decision. A coach who's taken this team to the finals a couple times. Exactly. Won a championship. And now what happened to as him? As soon as they lose, he's cut. He's out the door. Out we the we door. just hired this guy. I think his name's Adrian Griffin. He was like a assistant coach in the Raptors. But if it was a coaching decision that led to Giannis not playing game two, as a result, the Bucks go down 2-0 in the series. Changes the whole script. Changes the series. We're down 2-0. We're going back to Miami, which we managed to win one game, and then we lose at home in game five. And I, th- I honestly think that if it was a game seven, Giannis would have played, and that would have been a different game. Obviously, as a salty fan, I'm going back and I'm talking about it, but let's not discredit the Heat, who are now, you know, they just lost game six, but they're still one we went away from the finals. And the Heat, the Heat are a very special team. Uh, I think as any basketball player, uh, you really can appreciate the Heat. Tons of undrafted players. Yeah. Tons of late picks. A lot of guys. All coming from Pat Riley right. and an amazing head coach in Eric Spolstra. Who, I'm so jealous of the coach. He's fantastic. He's been to an absurd amount of Eastern Conference Finals. A um, variety of different teams. So many. He, we, had him, we saw him coaching the big three in LeBron, LeBron D-Wade, yeah. and Bosh, who probably every single player on that team is close to retired except for LeBron James, who yeah. we can talk about his retirement later, which I don't think is going to happen. But you're right, John. Like He has brought... So many different teams to the finals. He's an incredibly talented head coach and one that every team deserves to have. But um, it makes me feel a little bit better as a Bucks fan, knowing that maybe the Heat are going to go to the finals. It actually doesn't really make me feel better at all. I'm just saying that. Um, but both teams, Celtics and Heat, have had uh, a battle of a path. The Celtics obviously went seven games with the Sixers, um, right. who were a very good team. I think that... They, they just didn't have a lot. They don't have a lot of success against the Celtics in general. It was a tough series for them, but they didn't deserve to win that series. You have an MVP who his points per game are dropping by 15 points regular season to playoffs. And if that's your most valuable player, that can't happen. We're, Let's talk about that too. You think Jokic or Embiid? Well, I mean, I'll tell you something that's interesting is you saw Giannis. I'd, I obviously bring this back to the Bucks. He won two MVPs. Uh, and then his third year, he had just as good of a season. They didn't give it to him. They gave it to Jokic instead. And Giannis won the ring that year. And as we're seeing this year, Jokic won two years in a row. It's the third year. They're giving, they gave the MVP to Joel Embiid. And now Jokic has just swept the Lakers, and he's about to win the finals. So is there a factor of putting away the individual awards and bringing it in as a team effort and reaching the finals as a team? Maybe there is. I think everyone as a NBA fan can agree that Embiid is not the is not the best player in the league. I mean, he sh- struggled immensely versus a obviously a very talented Celtics defensive team. Al but, Horford locked him down in the last game. Okay, you can't be an MVP and get locked down by, by Al, Horford. Al Horford. It can't it can't happen. Yeah. So that's a very interesting topic. That's the path the Celtics had, and then we talk about we just talked about the path that the the uh, the Heat had, right. defeating the Knicks. The Knicks are a good team. I don't think I'd put them on the same right uh, level as the Sixers. The Sixers. Definitely have more experience. Definitely have um, an amazing fan base, just like the Knicks. The Knicks are right. They're Madison missing... Square Garden against the Cavs. You saw yeah. Jared Allen say that he definitely felt the playoff energy 
definitely yeah. took a toll on him. 100%. And the Knicks took the Cavs lightly. They Right. We saw that game. They were playing very well. Yeah, it it was a good game. The Knicks were a good team. They're missing their superstar that can take them to the next level. They've obviously got lots of talented players. Brunson is is fantastic player. Randall as well, but when you get to crunch time and you're in the playoffs and you're an inexperienced roster and you're going against Jimmy Butler, yeah. It's not going to go well, which is is what we're seeing. And obviously, we're just learning more and more every year. That the regular season just does not matter. It just doesn't matter. It's for your seating, and it's not even like it's not even like the NFL where you get one game at home. It's a seven-game series, so you're gonna play multiple games at home. You're gonna play multiple games on the road. We just saw a seven-seed Lakers team who came out of the the tournament, who came out of the beat the the playing tournament. They the beat the Grizzlies. Champions. They beat the champions. They the beat Warriors. the Grizzlies. They beat the Warriors. Um, and it's just. It really feeds into the whole narrative that 82-game regular season, which is a very long regular season, a lot. It's a grueling season. We've seen we've seen uh, load management be a serious issue in an 82-game season. And you see the Lakers, who started, I don't know, 3-14 and 14 or something. And now you see the new rule that they implemented with awards. You have to play a certain amount of games. Right. What is it, 60 65, I think, I think, which is and a lot of games. Right away, Kevin Durant tweets... Oh, I can't win uh, MVP, right. even though I'm shooting 68% from field goal, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, he's having, yeah. Um, so I agree. Um, I think that it's definitely interesting. I feel like as a, to get an award, you should play 65 games. I think um, Adam Silver, who's a great commissioner, probably the best commissioner in any sports history, in my opinion. Um, just an amazing guy, another Jew. Who, by another the way, Jew. Another Jew. Running a league. Rob Manfred, you know, I don't, Roger Goodell isn't a Jew, which is a good thing. But, um, <laughs> lo, I mean, he's doing a great job. And implementing an in-season tournament, I don't know so many details about so that. So let's talk about this, too. Play-in tournament is where the heat started. Exactly. So they came all the way from there, mm-hmm. and now they might end up in the finals. Right. I feel like it was a negative feeling towards the play-in tournament, because in basketball, a lot of times we're like, you know, the best team is always going to win. We're never going to see an, an eight-seed upset. You know, what's the point of this tournament just so an eight-seed could win and then get swept in the first round? I mean, we literally saw that's the opposite true. happen. We saw the Heat almost, they, they were losing to the Bulls in the final game of the play-in series, and now they're one win away from the finals. So I think that's very interesting, how it really is going to boost everybody's perspective on the play-in tournament, knowing that we've had a team to get within one win in the finals from the play-in tournament and uh it's very interesting i feel the lakers also played in this play-in tournament let's do a little bit of work in the western conference i mean it's it there's not as many things to talk about obviously the championship series was a dud compared to the heat celtics but we saw some great series um we saw the kings uh have a fantastic battle the championship series wasn't so great but the series ahead the Warriors Lakers series right. was electric. Right. And so that, was Warriors Kings. That, that might have been even the Warriors two series are probably some of the more intense ones in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because you see in the Western Conference Finals, it was taken lightly. Mm-hmm. Jokic balled out. Jamal Murray balled out. The they're looking like they the way they played in the bubble. Right. And let's talk about that, how the four uh teams that teams were. in the semifinals right. are the same teams from the bubble. I, I love the Nuggets. I love the storyline of Jamal Murray 
who has just persevered through his injuries. Through so much. We hear so much. I mean, we, we've been, we talked to athletes right in the studio. We've heard the gr- how grueling the game can be, and we heard how much mentally uh, yeah. injuries can affect you so much. We heard People that from Maurice. People slept on him. I saw this little clip actually recently um, of Jamal Murray. He was uh, on a podcast. I forget which one, but they asked him. They basically said a fact. They said Jamal Murray has been slept on since his injury, mm-hmm. and he said that he felt like he agreed. Um, he noticed that since he wasn't playing for so long, people started to forget about him. People took his rotation in the lineup and he started feeling a little bit like... Forgotten. Forgotten. And I think that that takes a huge toll on a professional athlete mentally because they're playing in front of thousands, tens of thousands of fans almost every other night. Right. And they're getting all this praise from their fans going crazy and then when you're not there bought, and then you're not there and all of a sudden you're on the bench uh in a suit for, for almost two years he sat on the bench and people just forget about him and it must take a huge toll on him to come back persevere through all of that horrible knee and injury. now ball out in the western conference finals against lebron fucking james yeah that's huge right i, I love talking about the nuggets because they don't get talked about but the GM has built an amazing squad. They're With a very, great coach. V- great coach. Michael Malone. Love him. He's, he's amazing. Another guy who y- you watch and just wish. I w- I w- that guy's a leader. I wish he was coaching my team. For sure. The but, way he talks about Jamal also is just, it's great. Very highly. Yeah, he, he's a great coach. And just looking at their roster, it's packed with guys who are going to make an impact in the playoffs. Like, they went out and they got uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope, who had that playoff experience. He won, won a ring. Lakers, he won a ring with the Lakers. We saw Aaron Gordon, who's a veteran. He he spent years in Miami. He's improved his game. Great defender. You see him Bouncy. on the floor. Bouncy. And he doesn't leave the floor. Like they are so talented defensively. They don't really have, you know, a, a, a significant glaring impact that uh, of one place where the opposing team could attack. They're just a talented roster. They've and got a lot of players. Michael Porter Jr., ooh. just green light. We Mr. No Pass. We know all about him. He's just just a talented individual, and his scoring is, is I think, is going to really lead to a, an amazing finals, whoever we get. Um, and the great thing about the Nuggets is that when they have a leader like Nikola Jokic who passes the ball, who exactly. knows the game at such a high level, it, it's wonderful because then you see these role players wanting to give up the ball, wanting to make that extra pass. And what you tend to see is the Denver Nuggets start to get three, four, five passes before a shot. And that's just good basketball. That's how you win basketball games. I agree. Um, it's funny because we spent all this time talking about the NBA, and I, I, that was a great uh, playoff run through. We're actually going to. Uh, revisit this later and talk about our, our actual picks for the finals. But another thing that John and I were able to do in this past uh, week is we were able to go and sit, you know, basically courtside and see an amazing game played by Bene Herzliya, uh, Maurice's team, who we had on the on the Maurice podcast. Kemp. Maurice Kemp, who I hope you guys have listened to that episode. If you haven't, check it out. It is an amazing, amazing interview. Another guy who just loves to go after it. They lo- He loves to get after it. You see Maurice Kemp battling for basketball all day. That's what I was yeah, getting to, how the game is very different, and we were able to go to this game, and the whole thing is like a nonstop action. I knew action. exactly what you were about to say. It's, yeah. 
crazy. I was watching like highest of the game in the NBA. You'll see a guy cross court. You know, he's in, he's in that middle area. Steph Curry range. Takes he's, he's 12 seconds up. off the shot clock. Yeah, turns around, sets up a play. So when we went to the Benet Hertz League game, who are in the middle of a series, actually, who their final game, hopefully not their final game, but their game four out of five. It's tonight. They're down 2-1 in the series. It's tonight at, at 8.45. Um, we're really hoping they pull that one out. But uh, they're playing a very good team in Yerushalayim, like very, very talented roster, a lot of good players. And it's just very interesting to note, obviously, we just had a big switch talking about the NBA, and now we're, we're talking about the Winter League. It's so much more physical. It's so much more. The court is so much smaller, and you see it like they're attacking the entire time, and it's just a, a very different game. Where in the NBA is obviously we all know this. It's more about your skill, and it's more about your ability to shake a defender, to make tough shots. And when you look at the winter league, you look how they play in Israel. Like everything is very they close. Get after it. It's scrappy. like scrappy. If you have the ball in the corner. You you get maybe three or four seconds of ISO time, and then someone's over there. For sure. You got to get the ball out. Even the decent big men like Julian Gamble or Zach Hankins on your shaline. Both very talented. Both of these guys, they get the ball in the paint. They got maybe two, three seconds to attack. They're getting attacked they got from behind. No time because they got, first of all, the help defense is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, the The level of intensity is so high, so high that you don't have enough time and you see these guys just trying to catch their breath because just like mayor said it's four 10 minute quarters no tv timeouts barely any Zero. coaches timeouts crazy no timeouts i didn't even realize that we go to the game and the quarters are 10 minutes and then the game is going very fast and i'm like what's missing here i think it was like the third quarter and mayor is like to me he's like Yo, how did this game go? Because well, I just so I waited all that time in the hot dog line, right? And I almost couldn't get back to our seats because I tried to jump the fence, and the guy I almost got tackled by the security guard. Ridiculous! It doesn't matter. Um, very small stadium, by the way. So you feel Electric like electric fans packed environment. It's Let's talk about these fans. Super cool. Super cool. It's a different. It's a different. We saw Zach Hankins, one of the star players on Apollyon Shalim, mopping the court because. Oh, that's funny. All of his hometown fans threw a bunch of like confetti, little and shits papers. on the course. <laughs> they they got after it, and you see, there's like two sections, right? There's the big Bnei Herzliya section, and then there's the big Hapolir Shalim section. And get this, you're in a high school uh, basketball court, smaller. Like it's our producer EJ was talking about how. His high school gym was probably twice the size right. of the Ben Aaron's Lee gym, but it gets so loud. It gets so loud. I think we left the game and my ears were still ringing. It was electric. It was amazing. Um, but we do see this in the NBA also. Playoff time, definitely a different vibe. I agree. Sacramento, insane fans. Was very loud. But the, it's it's about, I feel like I have a personal connection to the fans like you mean here in Herzliya? yeah I, in I don't think they're they're it's not like in in Sacramento sure like you have a loud crowd and you have fan I mean players who love the the fans that they have but you see in Apollo Shalayim um after a win or during the game or before the game they'll walk over to the stands they'll hype them up they'll sing their chants they'll clap together and it's like, you know, I mean, we can talk all we want about the show, but the difference is between the National Basketball Association and the Winter League here in Israel. But a lot of times it doesn't even feel like you're playing the same sport. It's like, it's just so different in, in so many good ways. 
you have to have that 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 open game in the NBA because of the talent that you have, and you have to have the the, the, the tough physical game here because of the hustle that the players have. But um, it, it's it's great to just watch the playoffs and then also watch you know the winter league here in Israel. And as a podcast, we you know obviously want to just talk about basketball. But another thing that we really enjoy and want to talk about is is the scene of here of the basketball scene here in Israel. It's something that. As an American who comes here, it's like, obviously, I, I reached out and I wanted to become interested in this in this world of basketball. And I did my research and I learned more about the Euro League and I learned more about the Winter League. But if it's not going to be there if you don't go out and get it. And I want, as a whatever platform this is that we have, just to talk about it and, and have people maybe just listen to it a little more than they do. Right. And we're, we're growing as a country in basketball. For sure. You, you had the one of the best players in the WNBA come out here, Liz Cambage. Right, that was crazy. Yeah, she came out here and balled. She they won the they won the chip. She they won the chip. Ashtori. And you got first of all, I think that the women's basketball here in Israel is probably the second to best league other than the WNBA. It's it's a lot a lot of talent here. A lot of talent, and you see constantly every year more and more professional women athletes mm-hmm. coming to Israel and playing because. Uh, we talked about this with one of our guests, Jason Siggers, how the economy crashed several several years ago here in Europe. And what Israel was able to do, they were able to maintain their players' contracts to, in order to pay them and keep attracting these American players to come and play here in Israel. It's with, an investment. It's an investment. For sure. Um, another thing which I wanted to say is that, yes, you do have a sense of a family type organization here in Israel. And I think that the reason is because it is a smaller fan base. It is a smaller crowd at the end of the day. And it makes it more, more family like because it's so close. And these players after the game, you see Maurice, he comes in, dabs us up, says hello. And yes, we're mobbed by some fans. We're some friends of his, but now you got 50 kids coming, trying to take a picture with him. Exactly. Trying to just get a high five. And, it's beautiful to see because these players really love it. And you can see Maurice jumped around everywhere and he ended up staying here the most time so far mm-hmm. because there's that sense of family closeness. And it's really it's really beautiful to see how Israel's attracting all these Americans and professional players from all around the world. Yeah, um, I 100% agree. I think it's going to be great. The, the remaining teams who are around in the Winter League is I believe Maccabi Tel Aviv and Apoel Beersheva have been playing a tough series. I'm pretty sure Beersheva pulled pulled out the most recent game that they played um, and have advanced the series. I could be wrong, but I have to do more research on that. But it's going to be an exciting playoffs here. It's going to come down in the Winter League. Obviously, we're we're pulling for Herzliya. Um, hopefully, we can you know see some more games here at the at the at the stadium. But it's it's going to be an exciting finish, and you know. Um, with that, we can end this segment of talking about the Winter League, which is really interesting. I'm sure we'll revisit. We have some exciting um, players that we've been in contact with, about past players in the Winter League, current players in the Winter League. So please, our audience, please stay, tuned. stay tuned. Stay tuned. We actually were really working on an interview here with the top women's league in Israel. We've got some very talented women who are, are trying to come in and, and talk about the just the sport. Um, and we're really excited to talk with them and give them a platform, even just a little bit to talk about what they do and how the grit and the grind of, of, of any athlete is and, and where it takes them. So we're really excited to talk about that. 
Um, so we will get back to you about this NBA Finals. We're going to give our finals predictions in a second. And uh, leave a comment below of wherever you're seeing this uh, this interview, this content, about who you have winning uh, the NBA Finals, if you guys happen to listen to this before the Finals are done. Um, but we just enjoyed talking about basketball and a lot of our episodes we're aiming for to talk about, you know, evergreen subjects that you can listen to at any time. This episode, we really wanted to focus on the NBA playoffs. This is the epitome of basketball right now. Everyone, we just talked about how the regular season, like, doesn't even really matter that much. So now is the time that matters. This is it. This, this is, is, is it. This is it. We've got game seven coming up on a Monday night, 3.30 in the morning here in Israel. Um, but this is it. This is the peak. You know, we just saw, I was personally really into the Euro League, saw Real Madrid win. It was really just an amazing game to watch. And it was just cool to watch it grow. So, you know, leave a comment wherever you see this about who you have winning the finals. And uh, we're going to revisit this in a second and give you our final picks. All right, guys, I got to go with my home team, Boston and seven in the east. And then Boston's taking it over Denver. How many games? I think uh, I could see it going to seven. It's going to be a battle. I think if the Heat end up pulling it out. I think that the Nuggets will take it lightly. I think it'll be in five or six. Um, if it is the Celtics, I think it will go to seven. Um, who would have the home court? I think Denver I think would. The Nuggets would. Denver would, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think yeah, it would go to seven. And I'm a Boston fan, so I'm going to say Celtics in seven. Right. I will tell you, I have the Heat on Monday. I think that they are going to pull it out. I feel like. I mean, I saw an interview with Coach Spolstra, and he was like, she mentioned in the interview that he wanted to play the next game right now. He said, my players are ready for tip-off, and I think that they really are. I feel like they've, they've just felt like they let these couple games get away from them, but you have to look at this realistically. The Celtics have all the momentum right now. They're right. going back to Boston, which is one of the hardest, if not the hardest places to play in Boston the entire Garden. day. The Boston Garden. I've never been. I'd love to go, but... um it's it's going to be a great series. I, I have the Heat winning on, and then if I have the Heat playing the Nuggets, I have the Nuggets cleaning up in six. Um, I think the Nuggets are going to take it no matter who they play. It's their year. They've been waiting a really long time. It is their first year. ever. I can't. First I can't ever say NBA the Finals. Nuggets, so I'm a Boston fan. That's okay. It's fine. I mean, first ever <laughs> NBA Finals for the Nuggets. Um, I know it's going to be a good series, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to I'm it. I'm excited. I got goosebumps. It's going to be good. I know that we're going to be staying up late watching these games uh, to keep you, the listeners, up to date and uh, interested and engaged. So we're going to hop to our next segment. Thank you for listening to our recap of the NBA playoffs so far. A little winter league for you. We got some action in there. Yes, See you on the other side. Love you guys. All right, we're back. We've got a final segment for the podcast. We're going to switch it up a little bit from normal. John and I are just going to quickly run through. We're going to get our three best basketball movies here. What we're going to do is we're going to, John's going to go first, followed by me. We're going to switch it back. We're going to get what we want from the basketball movies. We're going to post them on our Instagram. We're going to have you guys follow us. You guys uh, are going to vote. You guys are going to vote on the Instagram. It's going to be really good. We're going to try it and see who wins this I'll, segment. I think, I think uh, I'm feeling good about it. I'm also actually feeling good about it. So I think we'll see. And I think we'll let the people talk. So I'm going to get deep real quick. Oh, boy. We're going to go... Coach Carter, number one. Pick number one. Coach Carter. Coach Carter. No doubt. You want to tell the people Coach why Coach Carter? Why Coach Carter? It's a fantastic movie. Talks about all different types of uh, adversities in a challenged neighborhood and a challenged high school that they play basketball. A coach comes in and basically lays out contracts for these high school kids. Have to... Learn how to commit to something. Learn how to commit. Learn how to 
actually be there every single day and work their asses off. And these are kids who don't live in the best neighborhoods. And it was a really, really uh, deep movie. I connect to it every time. First pick. I've cried to it many times. I hope it's good. First pick, it better be good. Um, I also like that movie, not going to lie. Such but I'm, a good movie. I'm going to switch it up a little bit away from the, the drama and the crying, and I'm going to go to the best basketball movie ever made. I don't know what you think, but I know what I think, and I'm sure our fans will agree that Space Jam, the original with Michael Jordan, skip that LeBron garbage. Please don't even want to watch it. No, thank you. Block it from my phone. I'm watching the original Space Jam Every time, give me Bugs Bunny, give me Lola Bunny, give me Lola Bunny. everything about the original Space Jam. Pick number one. Pick number three overall is back to you, John. Who do you have? Number three overall, we're going another deep movie, another one that gets me every time. Talking about a coach who takes seven African-American kids and puts them in his college team in Texas. Gets a lot of shit for it. And this movie is called Glory Road. It's a must-see. Disney movie. Such a good movie. I recommend to everyone out there if you haven't watched it. So good. Glory Road's my second pick. I like that one. <clears throat> I like that one a lot. It's like a an arc in that movie. I, that's a good ending and that's a good film. I recommend it. But uh, I still think my list is going to win. I'm going to go pick Let's number two overall. I'm going to go with Adam Sandler. Adam uh, Sandler. A fellow Yid. A fellow Jew. Fellow yid, a fellow a guy, who, guy from New Hampshire. A uh, little shout out, Adam, if you're listening. Uh, you're welcome. Your seat is right here. I've saved yeah. it for you. It's right and here. I'm going to go with Adam Sandler's Hustle on Netflix. We talk about Bo Cruz. We talk about Ancho. Adam Sandler going all across the world to keep his job as an executive for the Philadelphia 76ers. Just a great movie. Uh, I think so anything good. with Adam Sandler is a good movie, but I, I really love it. This is Haven't true. seen The Hustle. Uh, I think it's just called Hustle. Check it out. Pick number three of your draft. What do you got? Pick number three of my draft. Great movie. Um, it's called White Man Can't Jump. Ooh. Great movie. That's a good um, movie. Love it every time I see it. Watched it a few times. My dad actually introduced it to me. And that's my third pick. So Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I, uh, I'm a little bit having trouble arguing with that one but this one is a little bit of a a fun movie i think if you haven't seen it i think you're missing out this one's called thunderstruck with kevin durant oh wow that's a throwback to the middle school days that was middle school days i don't know if i'm gonna get all the love for it uh, from the fans who are gonna vote on this poll i mean with thunderstruck it gives you a little more perspective about kevin durant his just a funny guy he is great film awesome great movie Check it out. This is going to be up on our Instagram. Top three movies from let John. Let us know what you Top think. three movies from Mayor. Please, let us know. We want your feedback. Adam, again, you're listening. I, I voted for you're you. Welcome, Adam Sandler, you can vote for me. Um, if you guys haven't watched any of these movies, we definitely recommend to go watch them. I recommend all three of Mayor's movies. And, of course, the three of mine are definitely better. Uh, but. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. That wraps up this segment. And with that, we're actually going to wrap up the episode. Welcome to just our first episode, the ending of our first episode with John and I. We wanted to do this. We wanted to have an episode where the listeners can know a little bit more about us and just listen to us talk ball a little bit. Uh, we appreciate you all for sticking with us. Thanks We've got, for listening. Thank you for listening. We have a lot of interesting stuff coming, a lot of great guests that we're getting on the podcast, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to let you guys see for yourselves. For sure. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Mayor Cohen, Jonathan Rears. Find all of your Audioversity podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on anywhere that you can find your podcast. Your favorite podcast platform coming at you from Audioversity. Audioversity is the plug. We are in a beautiful studio, by the way, whoever's looking at us on our clips on Instagram. Check us out. We've got a beautiful place. 
We've got a great producer in EJ. It's right there. Yvonne helping us out. Audio Voice of Reichman University. Everywhere. You should see it in the backgrounds. Get all your podcasts. The Baseline. From Audioversity. Signing out. John Rears. Mayor Cohen. Thank you. Laila Tov. Laila Tov. Cue the music. Da-da-da. 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 The Baseline. Stories from the court with Jonathan Rears and Mayor Cohen. All our shows and podcasts available online on our website and on all podcast platforms. Search Audioversity 